Mark, would you come forward? And uh, wow, what a beautiful family! Wait a minute, you're, is he over? Oh, that, that's probably that's probably a good thing, isn't it? Okay. He Adam has like the biggest smile, and like during Bible school, we like we played like kick the ball, and his mom's like, "We got to go." But I, I just love him. Well, this morning, this is just a proclamation. It says, Christ Community Church, on this 22nd day of May 2011, Christ Community Church has commissioned Nathan and Charity Alpert, I should have put in kids, I'm sorry, uh, to the ministry of preaching the good news to all creation, making disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching everything Christ has commanded. With the authority of Jesus and the encouragement of the body of believers, go into all the world. And, uh, man, y'all really are. Uh, we always talk about sending. We always talk about going. And y'all are going. And uh, I hadn't wanted a day to come, but, it, but you know, it's a sovereign king. So we're going to ask you right now, if y'all would all kneel here at the altar. Donna, would you come and help us and pray over charity? You know, get some tissue here. Here we go. Probably should have given you tissue for tears, but anyway, here, hold that for a minute. Wow, this is a great day. Mark, if you come over this way, brother, let's... Pray for this precious family. There we go. Nathan, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Charity, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. We commission you as a couple and as a precious family of faith to proclaiming the gospel, to go into the ends of the earth and go into Mexico, that you'd make the riches of Jesus known. In October, you were set aside to be an elder of this church in 2007. And on this day of May in 2011 of our Lord, as the body of Christ community, we commission you to the greater work of Jesus as y'all go to Mexico to serve the purpose of Christ. May God anoint you. May he fill you with all power and joy and strength. May his angels encamp around your family and surround you with favor like a shield. May you find yourself in an environment that is receiving and loving and open to all that Christ wants to do in and through you. Father, we pray in Jesus' name. Shalom. Peace. Peace in every heart of the Alpert family. Guard them. Protect them. And Father, I pray with the authority of Jesus that you would bless and protect this union. Come on, church. All of you extend your hands out toward Nathan and Charity right now in strong, fervent prayer. Ask God to set his watch over them, and he would protect these kids and this mom and dad, and they would do everything that God has called them to do. Father, we bless your name, and we thank you for your amazing presence. And we eagerly await, Lord, with anticipation the reports from Mexico. Oh, God, surprise them. Ambush them with your grace and mercy. In the name of Jesus. Hey, Dr. Ben, you and Bonnie, would y'all stand up? His, his mom and dad are here today. Would y'all make the Alperts welcome? No strangers to Christ Community Church. And Ed and Joyce, I know y'all are somewhere. Y'all, uh-oh, mom, you need a tissue? Here, I'm coming to you. Just hold on. Oh, here we go, mom. We didn't mean to make you cry in church. Here we go. There you go, Ed. Wipe it for Don't. St- wow. Nate, tell me. Uh, Oh, you want the top. That's a good thing. He's got your plaque. Um, you told me not to ask you to say anything. Doesn't she look beautiful? You just want to smile at her. Alexis, do you want to say anything today? No, okay. Do you want to say anything? Here, let me wipe the tear. No, okay. How about, come on, let me tell you, did he do a great job last weekend preaching on First Thessalonians? And let me tell you something, huh? 
And you know what? We're still here. The world didn't end yesterday at 559. It's going to end when Jesus said he's going to come back. You, you want to say something to us, man? I just, want to, I just want to thank everyone for the outpouring of affection that we've had and the outpouring of support and uh, just the, the prayer and financial support that Christ Community has been to us and just the fact that nobody judged our decision, but you just believe that it was God speaking to us, and we just thank you guys. And you, This is our home church, and we'll be back, and we'll, we'll always, all, this will always be our home church. So just keep praying for us. Thank you all very much. Amen. Proud of y'all, man. Oh, wow. Oh, here, here's a tissue for you. You're like your grandmother. She's the lady back there on the fourth row crying. Hey, bro, you're giggling. Okay. All right, put your hands together and give a big shout to the Lord. God bless the Alperts as they go to Mexico. Wow. Dr. Ben and I have been keeping a secret from Nathan. He asked me if he could come. And I, I love what you did, Dr. Ben. Dr. Ben said, now, the service is at 1030. I went, oh, no, it's at 10. And he was here early, I want to add. Uh, also, uh, Nathan's brother, Michael's here and his family and uh, probably cousins and people you owe money and just all kind of people came today, creditors. Uh, anyway, we're, we're praying. Hey, we do have a big prayer request. Continue to pray that their house would sell. That's another part of the piece of the puzzle. Isn't that right, Miss Horn? And uh, pr tr praying for that to sell. And, uh, man, what a, what a great day. Hey, also, I just want to tell you, this is a good time to tell you, uh, as Charity transitions to Mexico, I tried to talk her into staying and let Nathan and the kids go. And, uh, well, and, uh, but Hannah, our, our daughter, that's a senior at Troy University, is going to assume being a uh, high-def director in uh, special events with a whole sundry, let me say this, with a whole bunch of you volunteers. And the church said... And we're going to just carry forth children's ministry and continue to build on what Charity's been doing for the past year. So we're thankful for her. Wow, what a great day, man. The Alpert's in the house. Okay. Oh, you want to give that to him sometime. Okay. Well, I think it's time for me to preach. So let's, uh, I didn't preach last weekend, so it's only an hour today. It won't be too bad. Okay, here we go. No, not really. Hey, I want to thank you all for praying for last week. Uh, we were at the Thrive Conference. Jeff and Mark and Hannah and myself had an awesome time. We got fired up. I uh, got to speak on neology, and that was just an incredible time. We had a room, standing room only. People were very kind and gracious, and we talked about the things of God. And, but, man, it's so good. Like last Sunday morning, we were praying for y'all, thinking about you. We were riding down the road in Sacramento, trying to get to the airport so we could travel all day home. And we're just grateful to be back in your midst. And, Nathan, thanks again, man, for bringing the Word of God in just such a, a clear manner. I'm going to use this other Bible. Well, tell you what, open uh, your Bible over to the book of Titus. I'm out of the series today. We're not doing, we'll continue next weekend, 2 Thessalonians. But today, I just feel like I'm supposed to do something a little different since it is a special day of Senior Sunday and also of commissioning of the Alpert family. And what a, what a joy there. And chapter 2 in the book of Titus is where we're going to go, there in verse 11. But as I get there, I want to say this. The gospel is for the world. And I really thought, man, I need to preach about this today because as Nathan and Charity have decided to follow Jesus a number of years ago as kids, then fell in love and have grown and had three beautiful kids, they take this seriously. The gospel is not for America only. It's not just for China. It's not just for Korea. It's not just for Brazil. It's not just for Africa. It's for the world. And we want that context to be our context this morning. The gospel is for everyone. And the church said... It's for every creature. It's for every person. God has created billions of people, and so many still have never heard the good news of the gospel. 
And part of that story is the Alpert family chooses to go to Mexico. Now, the great thing is we get to support them financially. We get to support them prayerfully. And we get to support them by being teams that will go. So right now, we'll go ahead and tell you, go ahead and begin to pray. Holy Spirit, are you leading me to go to Mexico in February 2012? We're giving you a big notice so you can start kind of saving some money, setting aside money for that, praying about the event. But for some reason, if we're not careful, we can get a little snobbish in Western world thought, Western being America, and we think we have the, the market on the gospel, and that's not true. And then we think we want to impose Christianity, but our version of Christianity on other people, and they don't really like it. But I was thinking about it. we got enough, we got a lot of problems here in America. I mean, there's the homeless, there's short sales, there's foreclosure, there's a crazy real estate market, there's gasoline prices. I think they're starting to come down a little bit, and I hope so. There's hunger issues, there's health care issues, there's racism, there's disease, there's just all kinds of things. I mean, you can just find an issue and like, man, what's the problem in our city? What's the problem in our state and our nation? And you can find these, but you know, today, we want to talk about the gospel. Because a lot of people believe a lot of things, a lot of tenets about God. They have belief systems. And in their belief systems, there's been something propagated years ago on people in the Christian church. If you just believe a set of rules and adhere to some things, that'd be okay. As long as you are extremely sincere. That propagation came from the pit of hell. You can be sincerely wrong. You can sincerely miss the way of Jesus Christ. You can sincerely miss the gospel of grace. But you can sincerely be wrong and sincerely miss it and sincerely believe the wrong things. I opened and I said, hey, it was 5.59 yesterday. Our family was all looking at the clock. Kind of in jest going, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Jesus is going to come when he gets ready. I mean, but for some man to say, I know he's going to come and the world's going to end. It's like in 1988, there was 1,988 reasons that Christ would come again. This guy sold hundreds of thousands of copies. This is how dumb some people were. He came out with another book in 1989. 1,989 reasons why Christ will come. After that, he was short-lived and everybody called him a false prophet. Jesus will come when... The Father reveals it. But I want you to look at Titus chapter 2. Look there, chapter 2, verse 11. The Word of God says, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. Now, th that passage here, he begins to say, The gospel, the good news, has come to light. There's been a revealing of Christ. There's been a revealing to the Gentiles and to the Jews, and it's come forth. And this redemptive grace has come forward, come forth. And redemptive grace comes by one man, one mediator, one person for all time, the Lord Jesus. So when it says salvation has come there in, in Titus, I want you to look at this. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. Salvation, I want you to write this down because a lot of times people don't get this. They think salvation, it's a prayer. Let me just say this. Salvation is so much more than a prayer. Does everybody get that now? I prayed a prayer. That is great that you prayed a prayer. That is not necessarily salvation. Salvation means this, deliverance, rescue, and release from sin. Write that in your notes somewhere. You have been rescued from the prison of darkness, of sin. You've been released You've been redeemed by the gospel, by the good news of Jesus. I mean, it's just so incredible. And it's like 
there's spiritual death, there's separation between us and God. And for those that will fully trust in Jesus, they have the privilege of being redeemed, set free, released from the oppressor. So Christ comes this morning to release us from the lawless deeds of the flesh. He comes to those that will simply believe, repent, or they repent and they believe the gospel. They repent, they turn from sin, and they believe the gospel. That's what Nathan and Charity got to do. They go to love children, they go to build homes, they go to feed hungry people, they go to serve in orphanages, they go to serve teenagers, adults. They're going to do just so many things. They're going to give their life away for the gospel, that the gospel goes forward. Let me say this. Salvation has always been and always will be for sinners like us that need grace. You know, when you first discover grace, when you first discover the riches of Jesus, what a glorious day. And when I think about this, I'm thinking about that, uh, I like what 2 Peter 3, 9, just write this in the margin. This is just kind of, I had the outline early in the week and I kept adding. 2 Peter 3, 9, he wishes for none to perish, but for all to come to repentance. It's not God's will that any are going to perish. It's God's will that we'll come to faith in his son and we'll place our completed, full devotion and trust in Jesus Christ, and we begin to come, become like Christ. We focus on him. We'll talk about that word focus in a little bit, but we follow him. So the belief and the practice is Jesus Christ is Lord. He's supreme. We have a lot of beliefs and practices at Christ Community Church. One of the beliefs that we've had since day one was that we believed that we would set aside 10% of all general dollars that came into the general fund that weren't earmarked for building or special projects, but 10% that we would tithe 10% of our income to missions and outreach. Let me tell you what's happened as of today. This is just money that's come through our church. Somewhere about a million dollars we've given away in the few years. Yeah, that's right. Isn't, it, isn't that huge? I mean, a million dollars has already been given away. And that's not counting money that came through here that we have no idea that went out to other projects through our church and people came in. There were special offerings and, and all the things you do on your own and spontaneous giving to the gospel. But we said we want to be a great commission church. We want to give. We want to share. We want to pray. And we want to go. Nathan and Charity are going. The gospel is active. The gospel always calls you not to go. Now, some of you are going, I ain't going to Mexico. Just ain't going to do it. Not going to Africa. I'm not going to Op Alabama. I just ain't going. Okay. Those might be famous last words. But let me tell you where you can go. You can go across the street. You can go across to the next cubicle. You can go across the cul-de-sac. You can go across somewhere. We used to have a big thing by here, walking across the room and going to the cross and finding Christ. We still believe in that, but you take a walk. And what I'm saying is the gospel is a going gospel. We, we need to go this morning. Like, God, where do you want us to go? And I think he'll show us here. But here in this pa passage in Titus, Titus is one to Jesus Christ through Paul's ministry. He was Paul's helper. He was organizing the church there at Crete. He was trying to bring a structure to it because there were a lot of ignorant folks and they were fighting about law and grace. They were abusing grace. They, they didn't understand it. The, the grace of God, they, they cheapened. The grace of God, they prostituted. So he went there to kind of straighten it out and this letter begins to give us encouragement and leadership. So what does grace do? It, it redeems. It always reforms. It, it rewards. 
It renews. It, it, makes us, it makes all things new. And I wrote here in the outline, for the grace of God that brings salvation has now appeared to all, right in there, all men. It's appeared to all. And Christ is not to be the big mystery to be hidden and kept from the ages. He has now come front and center, and he rules and he reigns. And as we are a great commission church, we are to proclaim Christ where we live, but also we're to proclaim Christ where Christ calls us to go or who we partnership. If you look on that back wall, those flags, every Sunday morning I have the honor of looking at those. And it's just a simple reminder to tell me we are a great commission church to the nations of Jesus Christ. And we'll go to the ends of the earth. So now, here goes the gospel uh, again. We've gone there many times. So it goes to Mexico, and they're going to live that out, and they're going to fulfill that. But I want you to fill this in. For God so loved America. I'll cross that out. That's not what the Bible says. We treat it like that. For God so loved the what? The world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have what? Eternal, everlasting life. That's right. And, and to those that believe, John 3, 16, that great passage that, man, you probably memorized when you were a little kid, and little kids and adults can walk in and go, man, I got that passage down. But here it's to all men. This, this glorious good news goes forward. It sets captives free. It's, it's the thing of God. Now, let me, let me just pray because I, I just I want to continue to build this. Lord God, just continue to hide me behind Jesus. Help us to focus on the cross and the love of our Savior. And God, my great prayer is today, would you grip every heart in this room? Don't let anybody escape today without the grip of grace. Grip hearts now, Holy Spirit. Show them how marvelous and how wonderful Jesus really is. Show them that he is to be a deliverer, a healer, a rescuer for them. Lord, make it personal today. In Jesus' name, amen. Here's what I'd say. The gospel is transcultural. It crosses every culture. It crosses every language, every tribe. The, the, Christ wasn't given for a select group in the world, wherever that be. He was given for the world. He's for us. And over my life of following Christ, I, I've had a unique privilege of traveling all over the world. I didn't even fly on an airplane until I was like 24, 25 years of age. I always got left at home. I don't know what it was, you know, like... It's not a movie, not, you know, Home Alone. But, but, but I, I just didn't get to go in these places, and we'd get in a car. One time we did this trip out west, doing 10,000 miles in 30 days, and that's kind of like purgatory. But, uh, but, but it was cool. And we went to Mexico and Colorado and all these great places. But as I got grown, I never will forget, I went to West Virginia. I took my first flight to West Virginia. And I, I remember telling Donna, Donna, this, this is like awesome. I got in a plane today, and I flew, and I was looking out. And the man was like, you know, it's like, it like going to Disney World. You know, he was like, man, this is great. And then over the next... 26, 27 years, I've, I've flown everywhere, you know, Brazil and Africa and Israel and all these different places. And, and the neat thing is, is going so many of those places to proclaim the riches of Christ, to talk about God's Son, to boast in Him, to magnify Christ, to lift Him up, to bring teaching, to bring encouragement to a people that they might somehow believe. And I've literally seen people from the jungles of Venezuela and basketball courts to places in Brazil of church plants and all over the, the nation of Mexico or where, wherever I found myself believing and trusting and receiving Christ and, and seeing what the grace of Christ does in a lot of places. And it just lets me know the gospel is for the world. But it's a lot of easy, you know, it's easy for us just to go, well, I think the gospel's for me. I think the gospel's for Montgomery. Well, it is for Montgomery, but it's a lot bigger. The cross, I think here's what it is. Christ comes to reconcile sinners 
and to break down barriers and help us love our enemies. And the cross is for all sinners, and it's for you and me. So God, the gospel, I wrote down, the gospel is the only hope for the age. It's the only hope I've got. You're saying, well, if you could just give me low fuel prices, that would be hope. And, and, and that would be cool. If somebody told me, I'm going to give you $2 a gallon gas, I would go there right now and I would tell every one of you about it. I would because I love you. And I'll go, and you're, and you're like, well, you have a motive. Well, you're like, well, what would that be? Maybe you'll give more money. I don't know. But I would want you to get in on the deal because, man, if I could find $2 a gallon gas that would run your car and I told you, how many would be indebted to your pastor and just be thrilled? And wouldn't it be awesome? Like, where is he getting this $2 gas at? Now, don't email me. I don't have any, okay? But it, but it would be good, wouldn't it? I mean, it would be like, like, I have this thing when I ride home, I always read the signs and, and I read the gasoline signs. And I don't know about you, but this depression has come over me the last few months reading them as they go up. It's like every day they get out there and the ones that aren't digital, they have to put those little things up there. I'm like, bro, you, you need to get, you got a full-time job. You got security in your job because you're changing the sign every day. And it just keeps changing. And the day I rode by the station, I love to ride by. And they had some numbers gone. I think that indicates there's a change. And I think it's going where? It, is it going down? You're saying, well, I don't care. Okay, well, you got plenty of money. Okay. So our efforts here. You know, we, we think we have these efforts that we can please God. And here's what I've learned. Your attempt and my attempt, it doesn't cut it. Only the blood of Jesus, only the righteousness of Christ satisfies a holy God. So we go across the street, we go around the world. Matt, when Matt Dean was here, when we commissioned, or when we were making a partner with him to Hong Kong, I remember Matt had a message, and it was called this, just say yes. And that's what I just want to submit to you this morning. Just say yes to what Jesus tells you to do. Jesus tells you to go over there and witness to that neighbor. He tells you to take, take them a meal, go comfort them, go do whatever. Just do it. If Jesus says do it, Yes. And you're saying, well, man, that sounds so easy. But, man, do you know sometimes Jesus asks you some tough things? Do I have a witness in the house? Has Jesus ever asked anybody anything tough? Here's one. Several weeks ago, God made me call somebody I didn't want to call to reconcile a friendship. I didn't want to do that. Like, no. I told the Holy Spirit, no. Holy Spirit trumped me. He trumps me every time. I bet, Nate, I bet Charity or Nathan or Lexi or Adam Oh, he's probably laughing. Or Aaron, somebody probably said no in y'all's household to go to Mexico. Probably more than once. And here they are now. They're right on the eve. As a matter of fact, you and Ed go out this next week, don't you, to driving to California. Y'all need to pray. Oh, my goodness. Pray for that event. So here it is. Jesus Christ. But I want to show you this. I want you to write this in. Great Commission churches, they go into all the world, and they do what? Number one, they're informed of the needs around the world. They know there's a big world. They know there's a lot of needs. And I just wrote in here, they begin to do things. They begin to, they begin to witness the needs and the concerns, and they begin to express their faith back to it. And I just want to brag on you, Christ community. A couple years ago, you gave money, and we dug two wells in Africa that brought clean water to communities where children and families could live and the gospel of the good news could also go forth, and people are thriving in Jesus this morning because of your generosity. We've done, we've planted churches all over northern India. You gave $18,000 a few years ago to a project to do that. You've supported missionary partners all over the globe. You've sent teams. Just a few weeks ago, your generosity sponsored 26 kids being released from poverty in Jesus' name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm proud of y'all, man. That's what happened. It met needs. 
Uh, matter of fact, this morning, I thought you said, man, I thought it was over. I thought the guilt was over. I'm not in charge of guilt. If I I'm, if I'm minister out of guilt, i got to get a bigger stick every week to come in and hit you all with. I just think the Holy Spirit will do it. I'm just going to tell you, I don't know why, I just feel like I'm supposed to come out here and do this. There's a little boy named Anthony Atanio and Michael Atanio. I think they're brothers. What do you think? And they both live in Kenya. And I don't know. I'm going to sit them up here. I think somebody's supposed to sponsor them today. If you're here a few weeks ago and you resisted, maybe today's your day or you don't know anything about it, see us, we'll fill you in. Those are kids, $38 a month. We were just at the Thrive Conference. And they, between the Thrive and Bayside, they did 895 kids the last weekend. They sponsored. And we sponsored 26, and other churches did 30 or 20 or 50 or 100. All I know is churches all across the globe are releasing kids, and they're believing that our dollars and our prayers make a difference. And the church said, amen. So you get informed of needs. The gospel goes forward. Here's another one. Uh, uh, Google her, Christine Kane. She's from Aussie from Australia. She's awesome. She's phenomenal. We heard her speak. She brought the house down. This 45-year-old Australian, and her whole ministry is about releasing women from sex trafficking, and it's all over the world, and it's taking advantage of women, and it's wrong. And Hannah's got a friend going to Cambodia for this summer to be a part of one of these ministries to release young women. And I'm going to tell you, man, that rips me out because I have the privilege and the honor of having two godly daughters and a wonderful light wife. And I think about, man, for somebody to take advantage of a woman, it is wrong. Is it wrong, church? Does it disgust you? You're like, well, man, I ought to be a part of that. Orphanages. We support orphanages and projects all over the world. I, I could just sit here and tell you all day about what we're doing, but I know this. Clinics, medical clinics, and different things. God wants us to do more. And as we get informed about needs, we can make a difference because what we can do for the one, we wish we could do for the many, but the one, it makes a difference. The one makes a difference. Let me give you the second point. We get inspired to get involved where there are problems. We get inspired. I was at a meeting, uh, a breakout the other day, and a guy named Mark Banker, at the senior leader at uh, Heartland Church where Mike Bro pastor, where he's a teaching pastor, he made a comment, and I want you to write it down. God calls the church of the city to the biggest problem when it's working right. I want you to write that down. God calls the church of the city to the biggest problem when the church works right. I'm not going to give you my revelation today. I'm going to ask you to pray with your pastor. And you ask God, what is the biggest problem of our city? I believe in my heart I've identified it, but I don't want to declare it. I'm waiting to see what the Holy Spirit weaves. And then what does our church do to get involved? Ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, what is it? The stakes are high. Do we really believe? Here's my other question. Are you listening to Jesus? If you listen to Jesus, I think he'll zero and he'll tell us what the biggest problem in our city is. And then the church should collectively get together and go and do it, not in competition, but in common obedience to Jesus Christ. Amen? So are we listening to Jesus? Are we hearing the whispers of God? You know, I did a whole series about the whispers of God. And this morning, 
I'm just remembering about the whispers that the Father's given me. And those whispers have called forth a church into existence called Christ Community. It's called a family to Mexico to be missionaries. It's called forth ministries and on and on and on and things you're doing in your life. And God has whispered to you and you've done this and you've done that. Because you listen and you set your ear up and your heart to hear God. You know, I can sit here and teach you the Bible every weekend, and I'm going to do that, but today's more of a thing. I'm trying to get you set up, and I'm trying to inspire you. I'm trying to say, let's be the church. I want to be a church plan again. I want to be the church that's about one or two steps away from folding, that we're so aggressive about the gospel, that we're winning the loss, that every weekend this place packs and overflows, and we begin to go to multiple services because I believe our city doesn't have Jesus, and they need Jesus. But we've become a church. We're almost 15 years old. And we baptized very little this year. And very few are coming to Christ when it used to be two, three, five, six every weekend. Because the lost aren't here. And we have to go, church. Let me just say to you, let me inspire you. I'm back on that dead center. I'm like, God, forgive me where I lose the focus of the gospel. And when the lost are not won and the lost are not discipled, and you need to repent with your pastor, we need to win the lost, church. I'm not excited about transferring the church. The church in Montgomery is schizophrenic. All they do is they transfer back and forth. And let me listen, listen, hold on, hold on. Somebody just go, I just got mad. I want you to get mad. I want to see the lost reconciled and redeemed with a holy God. I want to see scores and dozens and hundreds come to know Jesus every single year because we're passionate about the gospel. But we're not. You're saying, how do you know that? We're just not. If we are, there will be physical and spiritual evidence of the gospel as we go forth. And the church says, I need to do something. And if you have this attitude, let me tell you, you're wrong, friend. I I don't want to get any bigger. I want to sit in my chair. And I'm going to sit there until Jesus comes. (laughs) Not on my watch. The world's going to hell. People are going to hell. That's the only reason me and Donna started a church, because we believe the world needs to know about Jesus. I done got so far off my notes, we ain't in trouble. Thank you, Dr. Ben. I just got the Hebrew blessing. He said it's all good. Is anybody take your pastor serious about we need to be going? Let's look at the next one, third, quick. Inviting others to go outside the walls of the church with you. Having a holy desire to see your world changed. When opportunities come, when Justin comes to you about an opportunity to serve in our city or across the street or in the world or Chuck or somebody, let's go. Let me give you three G's about this. I like this. Dr. John Jackson, my friend out in Sacramento, said this. We need to be gripped by God's calling. Right? I didn't say gripe. I said we need to be gripped by God's calling. His vision grips our hearts. Secondly, we grasp the needs of the community, and we begin to do something about them. Let me tell you, y'all did a great job. We began to get money and supplies to disaster relief in Elmore County, and we'll continue to do as people see need. We've started a food pantry, and there's, that place is filling up. Charles, I want to bless you, friend. I know you don't like any credit, but just receive it in Jesus, okay? He's over there working at it. He's going to donate his hours, and I'm praying our food pantry gets active and it gets alive. And the third thing is, the third G is the gifts. The gifts that you have in the Holy Spirit, you recognize them and you activate them. 
So God, let me use my gifts. We get grip. We get, we get a grasp of the community, and we um, deploy our gifts to the king. Give me the fourth one. A Great Commission church in, intercedes for workers to rise up. I've been joining a band of men now for years on Monday mornings, and one of our great prayers is we pray that God would raise up holy men in our midst. And not only holy men, he would raise up holy women and boys and girls, and he would raise them up. And Ray, I was with my friend Ray Johnson the other day, and he said this, and man, this just got all over me, and I want you all to write this down. He said, I pray this all the time for Bayside, and they've got 11,000 people this weekend. And it'll swell to 20 at Easter. But listen to what he said. I I love this. He says, my prayer all the time is, Lord, send people to help us. Send people to help us. That is a simplistic, powerful prayer. Lord, send people. Send people to help us bridge the gospel. Send people to help us foot the bill. Send people that have spiritual gifts that love children. Send people that have gifts to work with youth. Send gifts of people that love adults and want to do ministry. God, send people to do this, but God, send people. Will you do that, church? Will you ask God to send people? Will you bring people? Hello, that's not rhetorical. Okay. I don't need room for apathy. Like, man, I, I want a dangerous church, man. Unleash the church, Holy Spirit. So raise up holy men, raise up holy women, and look at the fifth one quickly. Impact the world with life change. We begin to impact the world with life change, and we begin to see that we have to take risks. And, um, and as we take those risks, they make a difference. And this morning, I'm just asking you, what kind of risk are you willing to take? Look at this right here. This couple, they're taking a huge risk. They're moving to Mexico. Nathan and Charity don't know Spanish. Good. Although he's already given his pastor a Spanish New Testament. Like, geez, is this my challenge for me to learn Spanish with you, you know? And it's pretty cool. So I'm going to be trying to work on that a little bit. But, man, they're taking a risk. And I pray that we have a holy responsibility. We need to pray for them like we've never prayed before. And we need to pray for one another. But we need to take risks. And God's calling all of us in our own worlds of influence. He's calling us to take risks here. I want to quote somebody, Helen Keller. She said, security is mostly a superstition. It does not exist in nature, nor do the children of men as a whole experience it. Avoiding danger is no safer in the long run than outright exposure. If you know anything about Helen Keller, she was bold as a lion. She took risk all the time, and she affected her world. And I'm just saying, God, let us be a dangerous church that takes risk. So life's either an adventure or it's boring. And I pray we'll get on the adventure with Christ. Look at this real quick. Three compelling reasons to export Christ. The grace of God is a gift to all men that must be shared. It is a gift. I mean, it's a gift that we've received in Christ, and all people deserve to have Christ, and we need to share that, and we need to be passionate about it. And uh, I like what Billy Graham said. He says, I'm convinced that the greatest act of love we can ever perform for people is to tell them about God's love for them in Jesus Christ. The second one, the grace of God contains all power and all truth. This grace of the gospel... This grace of Jesus contains power to liberate, to set us free from sin. And we live in expectation that there's more in Christ. And the third, fill it in. The grace of God includes the promise of heaven. The promise of heaven. So this morning, man, I, I, I'm, man, I, could, I could preach forever. I'm, I'm going to quit because I want us to do a really great song. But I'm praying that today, 
that you're going to consider what's my life adding up to? Is it making an eternal difference? Again, these are up here today. If anybody feels prompted to respond to those kids, can we just bring the lights down just a little bit and let's just pray together. And we're going to close with a great anthem of worship. Lord Jesus, you are holy and to be praised and to be blessed in your house, Father. Lord, we have witnessed a family giving their life away for the gospel this morning. We've witnessed seniors and, Lord, what they've accomplished in their young lives. And, Lord, we never want to look down on them. We thank them for their example, Heavenly Father, and pray that you would guard them and lead them and instruct them in the ways of Jesus. But, Father, I pray that this congregation today would take risk. We wouldn't play it safe, but, Lord, we would want to see the lost one in Montgomery and uh, Millbrook and Prattville and Deetsville and River Region, God, in the whole world, that we would make a difference. We would surrender to you. God, we love you. And right now, Lord, maybe there's one today that wants to believe that gospel. They want to call upon the matchless name of Jesus. Let me just tell you right now, if you're willing to admit you're a sinner and you're willing to turn from sin and look to Christ, he's the hope of heaven. You can be saved right now by calling on Jesus Christ. If you'll ask Jesus Christ to come and cleanse you from your sin and to be your Savior and to ruin your life as Lord and that you'll choose to follow Him and Him only, He'll save you right now. I'm just curious today, did anybody, does anybody want to do that? Would you just raise your hands? Just raise your hand. Man, you just want to be saved today. You want to do that? Anybody? God bless you. Okay, God bless you. Hallelujah. God bless you. That's right. You know what? For the two of you, I ask you to do this. Cry out to Jesus Christ. Ask Jesus Christ right now to save you. Just ask him to make you new. Hallelujah. Two of you right there today. You, if you'll repent and believe the gospel, you'll be saved right now. That's awesome. Maybe there's others. I'll be people every weekend saying, I give my heart to Christ. I surrender to Christ. I follow Christ. Hey, let our people at the Visitor Center know. Let us follow up with you. We want to give you information. Hey, right now, church, man, that's awesome. I want you to stand up. Are we doing for, oh, a thousand tongues? Oh, man. Here it is. What are you going to do with the tongue you've got? Are you going to praise him? This is our closing benediction, but I ask you to sing it to Jesus.
着。